0: Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and we are on episode four of Sodom and I. All right, and now today we are going to start on Matthew chapter 18, but we're going to go ahead and read that last verse of the previous chapter. <clears throat> Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea, and cast in an hook, And take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. That take and give unto them for me and thee. Now chapter 18, verse 1. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to go ahead and highlight that one. That is verse 3. Except ye be converted, and become... As little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child is the same as greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. So I'm just going to go ahead and highlight four through, er, three through five. Verses 3-5 through five. Okay. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me it were better for him that a milestone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses for it must needs be that offenses come but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Let me go ahead and open A&P because I understand the gist of it, but we're just going to go ahead and get the, the full meaning of everything. Matthew chapter 18. Is that verse 6? hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like the book of Matthew. I feel like it, This one gives you like a lot of wisdom, right? right, Verse six, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble and sin by leading him away from my teaching, it would be better for him to have a heavy milestone as large as one turned by a donkey, hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Okay, this one gave a much better uh, visual. (laughs) can give a much better visual. Verse 7, stumbling blocks. Woe, judgment is coming to the world because of stumbling blocks and temptations to sin. It is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. But woe to the person on whose account or through whom the stumbling block comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble and sin, Cut it off and throw it away from you. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into everlasting fire. I'm going to go ahead and highlight verse 8. And then the King James translation. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter... Into life, halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet be cast into everlasting fire. So, this stuff is going to come. You know, God tells us that there's no way around it, it's gonna happen. But don't be the person that's trying to influence someone else to do bad. You know, do good unto everybody, help other people do good, spread the love. All right, verse nine, if your eye causes you to stumble and sin, pluck it out and throw it away from you. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. It is better for you to enter life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fiery hell. Mm-hmm. Now, verse eight definitely uh already gives you the gist, but like I said, in one of the previous ones uh sometimes you need to hear something more than once to really to really understand the extent cuz clearly if they repeat the same thing twice or give, you know, two different metaphors that's giving you the same answer i think it's pretty important, you know. They wouldn't they wouldn't put it in here. He wouldn't say it more than one time if it wasn't important. And this is like a a returning theme in the Bible. So I would just assume that it's pretty vital to our experience on this planet, you know? Verse 10. See that you do not despise or think less of one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven are in the presence of and continually Continually look upon the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Mm -hmm. And that is the exact same translation in King James Version, which I'm going to highlight. You know, once you get your Bible, it doesn't matter how much you highlight in it. Do what you think is important for you. Now, my, my Matthew... My Matthew is pretty orange. <laughs> my Matthew's pretty orange because, like I said, I feel like Matthew has a lot of wisdom in it. And before I actually got into reading my Bible, I was picking, you know, verses and stuff. I do the devotionals on this uh, this Holy Bible app. And it's pretty good. You should definitely get into it. Definitely suggest it. It's a Holy Bible app, the one with the brown cover, and I think a a red tassel on the bottom get into it. It's great. It's a really good app. They do like guided prayers. They do uh devotionals and a bunch of other things that are just very helpful in your spiritual walk. But I would take those uh, verses and highlight them in my Bible before I actually got into reading it on my own. So just, you know, if you want to make your Bible all colorful and whatnot, Go buy a pack of highlighters and see, you know, what's important to you, what speaks to you and highlight that in your Bible. That way, maybe when you go out and talk to somebody and you're like, dang, I can't remember this verse. Oh, I remembered. I highlighted it. That's exactly what I do. (laughs) That's exactly what I do. So, you know, do that. In verse 12, 99 plus one. Wow, that's crazy. I just wow, that's crazy. Hearing a song that referenced this, maybe I heard it maybe like mm, three days ago, three, four days ago. I heard it and it became my new favorite song. I was humming it the other day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, You leave the 99 just to get to me. That's nice, really nice. 12, what do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost? Will he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go in search of the one that is lost? Amen, hallelujah. Glory be to God, he is so awesome. And if it turns out that he finds it, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he rejoices over it more than the ninety-nine that did not get lost. So it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones be lost. All right, 12 through 14. Mm Mm-hmm. Will not leave the ninety-nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone straight. i'm gonna go get my other uh my other highlighter these orange and blue <clears throat> all right that is gonna be 12 through 14. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All this awkward silence. I'm going to start putting uh, music in the background (laughs) because I don't think you guys just want to listen to the sound of my breathing and highlighter on paper. (laughs) 15. Discipline and prayer. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens and pays attention to you, you have one back your brother. But if he does not listen, take along with you one or two others, so that every word may be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he pays no attention to them, refusing to listen and obey, tell it to the church. Excuse me. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, Let him be to you as a Gentile, unbeliever, and a tax collector. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, shall have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit, declare lawful on earth, shall already have been loosed in heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. 15 if he does not listen take along with you one or two others if you don't want to listen to the church he is a Gentile a Pharisee so we're gonna do that one in orange go and tell him his fault between D and him alone man I wish I would have started reading my Bible a couple of years ago it probably would have saved me a lot of hurt and pain. Since it's it's almost it's I want to say almost quite literally, but it is like a a guide on how to get through this thing called life on this planet called Earth. Could save me a lot of trouble, but that is all right. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do 17 through 18 because I definitely highlighted that verse. And I normally keep reading on anyways when I go back to these verses. So, yeah, now we're on 18. Right, we already read that 19. Again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree, that is, are of one mind in harmony. About anything that they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I'm there among them. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Do-do-do-do. 19 and 20. Mm hmm. It means he's here, y'all. He's always here. But I definitely appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting me and just growing with me. Because it's one thing to do it on your own, like I've been doing. But it's another thing to just spread it, you know, and, and do it with more than one other person. I love reading my Bible with other people around, you know. And then just having us all agree and sitting in God's word. And it just, it feels nice to sit in the presence of God. You know, it just really does. He's such an awesome comforter and protector and leader and provider, you know, and lover. Like, it's just great. God is so good all the time. Verse 21, forgiveness. Then Peter came to him and Acts. Lord, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? Up to seven times? (laughs) Up to seven times? Is that the limit? (laughs) Okay, on here, all right, so this, uh, the AMP version says up to seven times? No, no, it's still there. I read the next one by accident. All right, verse 22. Jesus answered him, I say to you, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. <laughs> He's like, is seven enough, Jesus? Because I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. I hit seven because I'm, I'm, I'm on six right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Simon Peter is funny, bro. Simon Peter is funny. <laughs> Uh, 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the accounting, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But because he could not repay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and everything that he possessed, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And his master's heart was moved with compassion, and he released him and forgave him, canceling the debt. But that same slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began choking him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow slave fell on his knees and begged him earnestly, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But he was unwilling, and he went down and had thrown and had him thrown in prison until he paid back the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved, and they went and reported to their master with clarity and in detail everything that had taken place. Then his master called him and said to him, You wicked and contemptible slave, I forgave all that great debt of yours because you begged me. Should you not have mercy on your fellow slave who owed you little by comparison? As I had mercy on you. And in wrath, his master turned him over to the... jailers until he paid all that he owed my heavenly father will also do the same to every one of you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart that was a really good description now i'll say um you know me personally forgiveness was something that i definitely definitely needed to work on. And I think actually one of the devotions that I was just referencing earlier, um, I I did a devotional on forgiveness because I don't like holding things uh, in my heart. It really does weigh me down. And, you know, when somebody does wrong or something to me, it's like I, I sometimes I'll take it personal or well, I used to take it a lot more personal than I do now. You know, now I'm I understand a little bit more. Experience is the best teacher. And I um, I try not to take things too personal nowadays. But I, I used to really hold a grudge. I used to be able to really hold a grudge for a very long time. And then use that as a reason to not treat people how I would want them to treat me. But. The devotion I read on here, uh, one of the words said, God gave them breath so I can extend them grace. And that kind of, that really helped me a lot. You know, when people cut you off on the road, you know, um, I, I try not to react first. I want to relax, take a deep breath in, and instead of calling them a bad word, <laughs> I go and I sit back and I'm like... God gave you breath so I can give you grace. And that's how I look at everything now. Because it's like, you know, you're alive. God loves you. So why can't I? Regardless of what you do. But, you know, I'm still, I can't even say regardless of what you do. Because there's just a lot of people on the planet that do stuff that they have no business doing. And that's between you and the Lord. Um, we're talking about treating people how we would want God to treat us. Yeah, man. So the title of this episode is going to be God is good. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. You know, he, he just continues to, to bless and forgive when we don't deserve forgiveness. You know, this was a, this was a really good example of, of how God treats us and how we treat other people, you know, not based off of his love, not based off of his uh, forgiveness, which shows that we don't have a true understanding of what he says or just don't know what he says at all. But, um, you know, like I was saying before, 2023 is going to be a really, really good year if you have been sewing, which a lot of us have been, and you don't only have to sew in money, although, you know, that would be uh, great if you want a financial breakthrough. <laughs> if you want a financial breakthrough, I would suggest sewing something financial. But, you know, like putting in time, devoting yourself to helping other people, just like doing good, spreading God's love in any way, shape, or form that's considered sewing so you will reap in the upcoming year you know it's starting early y'all I, I have a bunch of friends right now who are really good people and have been sewing and just some awesome awesome opportunities have been have been given to them and you know amazing opportunities they've been blessed with i'm so proud of my friends and the things that they're doing and i'm proud of the things that i'm doing as a person so i think i told you guys in like episode one or two uh i referenced a business that i was starting and it is official your girl is a business owner and I am going to be doing hair. I'm going to be a mobile hairstylist. You know, I'm still getting things uh, running. But as of right now, I think as of yesterday, actually, December 13th. Today's the 14th. I am a business owner. I have a, I have a PLLC, which is a type of LLC. And I will be doing mobile, uh, mobile hairstyling. I'm going to start off in places like nursing homes, you know, places where people are either going to have a hard time going to a salon or just don't feel comfortable going to a salon anymore. You know, I want to give someone a nice uh, scalp massage. I want to be able to talk to somebody about what they're going through and, you know, how much... You know, I feel like I, I could use this as a ministry to help people. You know, some people... Um, they go through a lot of things. I did some hair today and I, I try and be that stylist that people can trust, you know, with their crown. Cause I, you, I know you guys can't see me, but I have like a I have a shortcut. What is this? This might be like a level three or level four. So kind of like a buzz cut. And I used to have a lot, a lot of hair, a lot of hair, but I cut it all off. Because I had like a spiritual awakening and that I just felt like that's what I should do. And I felt just very light. You know, it felt like I was starting over, which is, I don't know. I just, I just had the feeling to do it. So I did it. <laughs> but God is good all the time, man. And he will take care of you. Let me me go back and read what I did yesterday with the mustard, uh, mustard seed of faith. We're going to go to Matthew 17, 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. If you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. If you don't know how you're going to get from point A to point B. If you don't know how you're going to fix your financial situation. Bro, trust God. And stop having all that doubt. Stop having all that doubt. Maybe he won't do it. Maybe he won't. He will. He can and he will. And he wants to. But if you don't actually believe that he can do it, he not going to do it. That's just, that's just it. I mean, like, not like he's not going to do it, but he not going to do it. <laughs> you got to believe for real. You know, you have to believe that he loves you and cares about you enough to fix your financial situation. You know, like, I, I feel like almost every... Every sentence or every other sentence when I'm talking to my friends, it's like, let me tell you how good God is, man. Let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Because he just he just good. I'm good all the time. All the time. Man. Well, I'm trying to think of some more um examples or like testimonies. I feel like I wrote something down earlier. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. God is good all the time, man. Let's go to Psalm 91. Let's go to Psalm 91. Because I wanted to read that one yesterday, but then I went to Proverbs 31 started talking about, or well, two days ago, being a virtuous woman. You know, what it means to be a virtuous woman. The type, what, what type of woman do I want to be? I want to be one that that speaks wisdom, that's shielded by the armor of God. You know, I want to be one that 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 fixes things for my family. That that just follows God in all His will. And, you know, I want God to when well, when it's my final days here, and I I do what I've ne- I, I did what I've needed to do. I want God to look at my works and be like, that's my daughter. And with her, I'm well pleased. That's the goal, man. I want to make God proud. I want to I wanna help people get back to him like I got back to him. Because, baby, it was a rough ride. <laughs> it was a rough ride. And now that I'm here, I still got some work to do. You know, the job is never finished, guys. Once you achieve a goal, there's always going to be a next step to go. It's good to celebrate, you know, and be like, yay, thank you. I'm so happy I got this done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know? But, you know, you still got to move forward. You can't sit in that. Because whenever you sit in your emotions, the devil will come and attack you for real. So you got to have your guard up. Celebrate and then keep it moving. And it's ne- It's time to get to the next destination. Jesus, Jesus kept moving around, like he he stayed in one. You know, he stayed in places to to help people, but he kept moving around. Now, uh, Psalm ninety one. Mm-hmm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Ooh, that's nice. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. I'm just going to highlight Psalm 91. I'm not going to do all uh 16 verses. I'm just going to highlight Psalm 91 with my blue highlighter. It's like my orange highlighter is regular important. And then my blue highlighter is like ultra important. <laughs> And it matches my Bible. So so Psalm 91 is going under the ultra important and not just the, hey, look at me. Right? My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. Mm. I will set him on high. Because he hath known my name. Mm. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, I feel like will is a very strong uh, word. That we don't really take, I guess, take heed of too often. Will, when I was in high school, my band director Richard Beckford gave a he used to give us like like life speeches, man, and I heard them and I understood them, but I don't really think I felt them at the time because like I was just in high school, like I didn't really have experiences too much to where I needed to go back and oh excuse me to where I needed to go back and uh like utilize the the advice but now that I'm older I gained some wisdom uh I think about one of his speeches where he was talking about the word will and will is a strong word because it what, what will you do? What do you will? What do you will? You know, what are you willing to do? You know, are you willing to put yourself and your feelings and the things that you want first? Or are you willing to put God first? He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? I think will is a very powerful word because what are you willing to do? You know, sometimes when I'm just vibing and... I get a thought in my head that I know wasn't my thought. You know, sometimes the devil try and sneak stuff in there and make you think that it's you, but it's not really you. But I I know my thoughts because I have really worked on training my brain to just think better. You know, so sometimes when those little sneaky ones come in, I'd be like, yeah, no, I will do what I please And what I please is following the Lord. (laughs) So I will do, you know, what he wants me to do. I will get these things done because he says that's what I need to get done. You know, sometimes I will put down my phone. Sometimes I will put down uh, uh, that fork when I know I'm already full, but that food tastes good and I still want some. I will listen. You know, sometimes he'd be trying to help you with the little things. That's you using your own discernment. You know, him giving you your free what? <laughs> your free will. That's funny. You know, use your free will to do good. Use your free will to not only do good for yourself, but do good unto others. You know, mm. will is such a powerful word. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Mm, mm, mm. Let me see where Will is. And where, where's that other one that I like? Uh, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. So a lot of the times we see people going into something else. A lot of the times we see people who might not be doing ah, <laughs> the best things behind closed doors, you know, or like, you know, somebody did something bad to receive something good. You're like, well, they do it like that. How come I can't do it like that? Because you're not of this world. Because you're not of this world where I just see it. Only with thine eyes shall thou be shall those shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You know, we we see people that like get rich and and famous and stuff, but like I don't know. After 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 I just started walking closer to Jesus, some of the things that I used to look at just are distasteful. You know, some like like sometimes I'd be listening to rap lyrics, and it's like. I I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want to hear that no more. That's not that's not what what gets me lit anymore. I like listening to my Jesus, my Christian rap. <laughs> Christian rap is heat, guys. You just gotta find the right artist. Some some of that Christian rap be crazy. They be going crazy. Let me let me look up some of the names. Put you guys on. You feel me? Put y'all put y'all on. What the the one that I was humming. By "It's Get to Me" by Mike Teezy, and then I also like Hovi. He's pretty good. Closer and Have Me, Crazy Production. Oh my gosh! Look, I'm also a musician, so I appreciate things that are deeper than the lyrics. But it's like when the music, when the beats sound good, when the music and the harmony is flowing, the production is going crazy. And the lyrics are not only speaking to my ears, but to my soul. Put that, put it on repeat. Put it on repeat. And I do. My friends be getting tired of hearing the same old songs. Well, baby, I got memory issues. So I'm going to put it on repeat. (laughs) I I got stuff going on, you know. And sometimes I, I like to hear what makes me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm, hmm So I'll, I'll go into some more, like, personal stuff, I guess, on the next episode, talk about me a little bit more, and uh, just give you guys some more insight. I'm going to start the... Well, there's, like, a, a website that I want to start with this. That way, at some point, when you guys start having more questions, or, like, I'm getting some more feedback and things of that nature you guys will be able to, like, actually directly ask me for for information. Because I'm not putting my phone number. <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and say my phone number out loud. Because at some point, this is probably going to get uh, bigger than it is right now. And I don't need to have all my information out there. So you guys have fun with that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh... Mm-hmm. You know, I've been really feeling uh, Luke recently. I've been feeling Luke recently. I don't know why. I have not gotten to that book yet. But I've been feeling very Luke-ish. So let's go ahead and take a look at Luke. Mm-hmm. Look at Luke. Hmm. Alright, so I heard 413. Let's let's see. Thou shalt not. Oh, this one is uh ah okay, yeah, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. We're gonna go from 1 to 13. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my name is in the first one. That's cute. All right. Luke chapter four and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. So I'm going to start reading this in uh, A.M.P. Going to go to Luke chapter four. Thank you, Jesus, for directing me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me guidance. The devil tempts Jesus. We talk about God is good. We've been talking about temptation and fighting your flesh and having and being being prepared. Having your, your what? Going back to Psalm 91. Mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Having your what? He shall cover thee with his feathers. Psalm 91 verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Get to know your Bible, y'all. And this story is a good one. I love this story. I'm going to highlight this one in blue. So, chapter 4, verse 1. Now, Jesus, full of and in perfect communication with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they ended, he was hungry. Forty days, bro, bro. If I go twenty-four hours without eating, my muscles go weak. I could not imagine not eating for forty days, y'all. That's like that's over a month in a week. That's crazy. That's wild. For forty days. He ate nothing. He was hungry. Verse 3. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to turn into bread. Jesus replied to him, It is written and forever remains written, Man shall not live by bread alone. The devil knows the Bible too, y'all. He knows the Bible too. Then he led Jesus up to a high mountain and displayed before him all the kingdoms of the inhabited earth and their magnificence in the twinkling of an eye. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this realm and its glory, its power, its renown, because it has been handed over to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship before me, it will be yours. Jesus replied to him, It is written and forever remains written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then he led Jesus to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle, highest point of the temple, and said mockingly to him, If you're the son of God, throw yourself from down here, for it's written and forever remains written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard and protect you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus replied to him, it is said in scripture, you shall not tempt the Lord your God to prove himself to you. When the devil had finished every temptation, he temporarily left him until a more opportune time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he parted from him for a season. Know the Bible. And the devil, he he knows the Bible too, y'all. Man, he almost got me. He almost got me the other day. I'm not even going to lie. It was like sometime last week. I have a dog. His name is Brooklyn. And he's a very good boy, but he gets excited sometimes. And I always put the leash on him before I walk downstairs. That way he doesn't just run downstairs or like if one of my roommates has a guest or something... He, he, he a pretty big dog, about 90 to hundred pounds. I don't want him to just jump up on anybody. And he, he's probably about five, two on his hind legs. And I don't want him to jump on someone who's like five, two, five, one, and just completely take them out. <laughs> so before I was about to, um, before I was about to walk downstairs, my hands were kind of full and I was like, well, I could just open the door and let Brooklyn run downstairs. And then I was like, "Nah, let me go ahead and put the leash on him." And then it was like a, it was like a trust the Lord thy God, and I was, and then I paused, and I was like, "I do trust God, but He gave me the tools to be able to to take care of myself. He gave me the tools to make sure everything is okay." And then I, (laughs) and then that was literally after reading this this story, it was I was literally like, uh don't tempt the Lord thy God. you know you shall not tempt the Lord your God to prove himself to you. So I put the leash on Brooklyn and walked downstairs and literally not even three minutes later someone had opened the front door and if I had let Brooklyn just run downstairs and then just started getting stuff situated and didn't have him on the leash, he would have ran out that front door <laughs> So he almost he almost got me but reading this story helped me. And I I did the same thing that Jesus did. And I hit him back with these, these scriptures that I know God gave me, like God gave you what he, he gave you tools to help yourself, you know? And then this other one where, where the devil's like, uh, he'll command his angels concerning you to guard and protect you and stuff like that. And They'll lift you up on their hands so that you do not strike your foot against the stone. Now that's, you know, that's, that goes, this verse that he's trying to use to trick Jesus is really meant for things that you cannot see, not things that you know you can avoid and then you do anyways when you expect someone to save you. That's just not smart. If you see a car driving on the street, he can't be like, well, he'll command his angels concerning you to guard and protect you and just jump in front of the car. Like, bro, you're going to open your eyes and see his face and he's going to be like, why did you do that? <laughs> he's going to be like, that literally did not make any sense. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, like, you got to use your brain. Like, he, God bless you with the brain and, you know, with wisdom. Use it accordingly. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it there on that, on that story. In matter of fact, let me go ahead and, um, I'm just going to go ahead and highlight the first verse and then each, the first one of each verses that way I don't turn this entire page blue. I'm going to do seven through 13, I believe. Yeah, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Awesome. Also, just know, like, the, the beginning of this, being f- Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tricked. God will test you. You will get tests. I remember, bro, bro uh, a while ago, a couple months ago, a couple months ago, it's only just about a year ago, actually, I was like, Lord, I feel like I'm ready to be in a relationship. Like, I want it now, you know, and I, I had been celibate for a very long time, and I was like, you know what, I feel like I, I'm ready now, and I want this, and he tested me, and I folded. <laughs> I folded. I messed that. I failed that test. And you know what? That showed me that I wasn't ready for one yet. So I was like, all right, Lord. You know, I'm willing. um, I, I I need to learn from you. You know, I still have some things. I still have some healing I need to do. And I need to stop leaning on my humanness for, you know, just making me feel like I'm ready for something that I'm not. Clearly. You know, and then it took a minute. It took a minute for me to actually try again after that, but he answered my prayers because I was very specific when I came to him and I told him that I was willing to wait however long because I got a lot of stuff going on, um, you know. or Well, in, in, 20, in 2020, right before the pandemic happened in, in the U.S., I was diagnosed with uh, DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, which basically means uh, like multiple personality, actually, but it's like an updated term for it. And side effects are disassociating. So it's like you ever zone out for a really long time, and then sometimes it's hard to come back and realize what you were focusing on a little bit. So when my life gets very high stress, I disassociate a lot, like a lot, and sometimes it's hard to bring myself back in. But another side effect is like short-term memory loss, so I actually have amnesia, which I think you guys got a pretty good, pretty good example of in episode two when I was looking for Malachi and I I was I said three nineteen and then I immediately forgot what. Page it was that's a that's a side effect, and that's something that I live with that I that I constantly work on. But I feel like talking and being able to release, I want to be very transparent with you guys because there's a lot of people that go through hardships on this planet and they never tell anyone because they don't want anyone to think they're weird or they don't want anyone to think they're crazy. I'll tell you, leading up to my diagnosis, the months before that, I definitely felt like I was crazy. I literally felt like I was losing my mind. But, you know, getting, getting back into, into being spiritual and, and, and reconnecting with the love of God very much helped me, uh, let me say, stabilize a lot. <laughs> you know, he very, he, he did help me stabilize a lot. And do I still deal with these things? Yes, I do. But I work very hard to keep my life low stress. That way I could still get things done. Like, you know, I'm I'm like a regular human being. You know, I got a, I'm a business owner. You know, I got a dog. I got bills. I got stuff that has to get done. And I can't use my mental health as an excuse as to why I can't do it if i have the ability to overcome it now there's a lot of of things there's a lot of different disorders and stuff to where over time it kind of it you kind of lose the ability to be like cognitive you know and be really present i'm lucky enough to where i you know can be able to regulate what i have going on but yeah i try and be really really open with you guys i like to be vulnerable, I guess, because I know God is going to protect me, and I know who I work for, I know who I stand behind, who's in front of me, behind me, on top, below, you know, left, right, every which direction. So I just, I hope I can make this podcast, and someone who goes through some of the things I went through, hope it can positively affect you guys, And help you open up and be more comfortable in your skin. Because a lot of people are are afraid of being labeled crazy or weird. I am weird and I am crazy. Well, not really crazy, but I'm definitely weird. (laughs) But it's like a fun weird. You just have to be comfortable within your own skin. You have to be willing to accept yourself. Because when you start trying to deny things, that's when you you feel like you're... It's like self-punishment, you know? Self-punishment is ridiculous because why are you doing it? You know, (laughs) if you want to be disciplined, discipline and self-punishment are two different things. Discipline, you're controlling yourself for a reason. Self-punishment is like you're stopping yourself from doing things and you don't know why. And now you're just in pain. You need to know your why. Always have a why, you know. But um, that's some of the stuff that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. That God helps me with very, you know, always often. I can't even say uh, not that much. He helps me all the time with it. And I thank God for putting me through the things that I have been through. That way I can help other people who go through the same things I do. So, like, man, I'll say if you feel like you need to be diagnosed or you know that there's something going on, go and get diagnosed, bro. Go get the help that you need. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to, to see somebody. Go see a therapist. Go see a psychiatrist. Do things that will help you regulate your emotions. That way the devil cannot come into your mind and and use it as a playground. Don't be a city without walls. Be a fortress. Have the mind of Christ. Be able to, to, to rebuttal. Anytime the devil comes into your brain, be able to rebuttal that stuff. And show him that you you have a sword and you have a shield. And you will not let him remove you from your course that God has placed you on. You know? Don't let him do that. So all that being said, I love you guys. It's been almost an hour. I could literally talk about God all day. But I'll let you guys go ahead and get some rest. And I'm going to go ahead and get some rest as well. I love y'all. Have a great night. Stay safe, stay blessed, and spread God's love.